Hello, friends. Uh, while I'm still kind of just using this time to like um, just dump some content that comes across my mind every once in a while, I do. And while I am still focusing most of my attention on Mongoose Productions, I did want to leave you guys with some thoughts here and there as I come across them. And uh, I was preparing for Wednesday night for our youth group. And I came across something that I had never seen before. At least I'd never noticed it before. Uh, and I wanted I wanted to share this with you so that uh, maybe you guys can be blessed by it as well and take some encouragement from it. So I, I was asking the youth what they wanted to do for Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings because, you know, for those who are there frequently, I want to be able to help them out in their walk wherever they uh, want to go. So I asked them, what would you guys like to study? And the two popular responses were brought up were uh, uh, doing some of the biblical history books and uh, going through Daniel. So we're doing Daniel on Sunday mornings and we're doing Joshua on uh, Wednesday nights. And so I was preparing for the first week of Joshua and going through chapter one. I just I saw that that was just probably the best way to separate it was to keep it all together, even though I could have separated it in verses 1 through 9 and then done 10 through 18. I decided to keep all of it together when I noticed something that I didn't notice before. Now listen, the thing that we usually focus on with Joshua chapter 1, and I hate, this is one of those things that I hate, and I know you guys have heard it too because so many very popular even Southern Baptist pastors do this and it's so annoying to me um, don't let somebody attribute something to a biblical character that's not in the text so for example Joshua chapter 1 where uh, God is speaking with Joshua and appointing him to be the new leader of Israel after Moses's death uh, he tells him three times uh, be strong and courageous uh, you see that the uh, the first time you see that, let me make sure I've got the, uh, you see it first in uh, verse 6, you see it again in verse 7, and then you see it again in verse 9. Haven't I commanded you, be strong and of good courage, be strong and of good courage, only be strong and very courageous, over and over. And then you'll hear a lot of these Southern Baptist pastors who are just itching to find a jumping off point to talk about the things that they want to talk about, because let's be honest, the way that a lot of preachers prepare their sermons is they have a point that they want to talk about and they find a verse that even somewhat maybe possibly if you squint really hard and look at it through your grandpa's glasses while half drunk can maybe see how those passages connect with that message. They will tell you that Joshua was a coward. Because why else would God have to remind him over and over and over and over and over to be strong and courageous? So he, God was giving him exactly what he needed because Joshua was a coward. Well, hold on a second. Something doesn't line up here because if you guys remember when Moses was still alive before the 40 years wandering in the desert, and actually the reason for the 40 years wandering in the desert, uh, spies were sent out into the land to see uh to see what was going on to see who was there and to see if you know how they would need to conquer 
The spies go out, they come back, and all of the spies are terrified. There are giants living there. There's no way we can do this. We should go back to Egypt. And it's only Joshua and Caleb who come back and say, "Uh uh-uh, no, we can do this. God is giving us strength. And so with him on our side, we won't be conquered by these people. I find no scriptural evidence that Joshua was ever a coward. So let's not be stupid, pastors. Anyways, that pet peeve over, let's get back to the main point. So it is important to point out, and and for one of the points that I'm giving you here, it's important to point out that God does repeatedly over and over and over tell him to be strong and courageous. He tells him three times. Joshua then turns around and he goes to the people. And he says to the people everything that God tells him to do. In perfect obedience, he turns around and he tells the Israelites to do exactly what God commanded him to do so that they can go together in unity. But then, there's something else that happens. And this is where two points come from. Ready? Let's look at how Israel responds when Joshua comes and is obedient to God. Okay? Joshua gives his command in uh, verses 10 through 15. And then verses 16, 17, and 18. We see Israel's response. So they answered Joshua saying, All that you command us, we will do. And whatever, wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed you. Only the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words and all that you command him shall be put to death. And we're going to pause there before we move forward because this is the first point, the first major point. This is the most obedient generation in Israel's history. I could be wrong, but as far as I can see, based on what I know about the Bible and all the studying I've done, because I love studying the biblical history, I love studying... Uh, these historical books with uh, Joshua and uh, uh, the Torah and the Kings and the Samuels. I love studying the historical narratives. And so going back through my knowledge of all of these generations of Israel, it definitely wasn't in Joshua when the most uh, obedient generation of Israel was. It definitely wasn't the group that came out of Egypt because uh, they're the reason that Israel wandered in the desert for 40 years. Uh, It definitely wasn't under the kings, because there was this constant rebelling back and forth and the separation of the powers, even under David. King David, the greatest king in Israel's history, uh, even then the nation was divided. And then later on, after David's death, when Solomon rises up, which I didn't, I didn't realize this before, but Solomon is seen as an evil king. We think of Solomon sometimes as a good king, but that's not how God describes him. And Solomon is the reason why the people are led to worshiping all of these other foreign gods. And it's generations later, many generations and many, many kings later until they're finally torn down. And even then they're erected back up. And Israel goes back to serving other gods. But here, in this moment, 
after Moses has died in this this uh, corrupt generation of Israel that came from Egypt and complained to God and rejected God's calling, after all of them die, this new generation is left. And even though many, if not most of them, have never seen the things that God has done with Egypt, which is the thing that God is known for at this time, even though they haven't seen it, they suddenly turn around and they say, we will do everything that you command us as God is leading you. That is amazing. Never before, and I don't think ever after, has Israel been this united under God. And that was just such a cool moment to me to just sit back and think about it. Like, they go in and they accomplish these incredible feats. They take the Holy Land, and this nation that takes the Holy Land is so focused on God that even a little bit after his death, even after the death of Joshua, they're still following God. They do end up falling away. But all this time, this generation stays so focused on God, and they know where God is leading, which leads us to point number two, the end of verse 18. After they say, whoever rebels against you uh, and your command and does not heed your words and all they command, he will be put to death. And then they say the same thing that God said. Only be strong and of good courage. They gave the same encouragement to Joshua that God gave. This generation, of course there were troublemakers along the way, but this generation was so in tune with where God was that without even hearing the words of God, they gave Joshua the same encouragement. I just thought it was a really cool point, and that's it for now. Bye.